I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, let's get started. All right, here it comes. It. It's Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. Um, when you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. With Ben Higgins. Bicka, bicka, bow, 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 bicka, bow, bow, bump, bump, what, 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 ha, 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 on. on your mark, ready, set, let's go. And Stephen Woods. I want to win. I want to win at all costs. I, I really do. Other than, you know, lying, cheating, and stealing, I, I don't want to do that. But whatever it takes to win, I'm willing to do. Ben and Woods. Blame it on the head. Henry on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, you got it. All right, everybody, get your head right. It is a Monday morning. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan, and uh, it is a cold, wet, rainy morning. It's ugly outside, so please be careful. Thanks for uh, getting up early with us. Very excited to have the whole show back today. Ben will be in shortly, and uh, it's good. It's good to have the whole crew back. I, um, I didn't like doing it without Ben on Friday. I don't like when one of us is out. It just doesn't feel right, as evidenced by some of the reviews. And I was very hard on Ben on Friday because, well, Ben said I wasn't funny. Now, 99% of that was a bit. There's that 1% of me that's still like, eh, really? All right, I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to make you laugh so hard today that you pee in your pants. I got all kinds of jokes prepared. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, all of my, if I had any uh, anger at all, at Ben, which I really didn't. But if I had any, it all went away yesterday morning. As I looked over, we were at my son's two uh, second birthday party. We were out at Moonlight Beach in Encinitas. We'd saved a couple tables. The rain was, was kind of coming down. And I look over. Who do I see? Sweet Angel Ben walking up to the birthday party. So great. Gift in hand. In his flip-flops, by the way, which he was not the only person in flip-flops in the rain. It's very much a Southern California thing. My wife and I were bundled up like we were about to hike Kilimanjaro. Uh, My son actually had no shoes on, so that was good. Would not put shoes on. He had the absolute time of his life. Um, But to see Ben walk up, knowing you know he's got to go to work later in the day, his wife's out of town, knowing he took the time, it meant a lot to me. Now, Paul also showed up. Paul's our executive producer. Paul showed up with his girlfriend, Megan. They were amazing. Fiance. Fiance. God, do that for a while. Um, they brought crowns. Megan works for the Seals, so they have these little styrofoam crowns. Megan brought actually 13 of them, which was a bit of an egregious ask, I think, on, on Hannah and my part. But they, they, they really, you know, it's like, hey, um, you guys, uh, you have access to uh, Padre tickets, right? Well, yeah, sometimes, every now and then. Cool. Can you give me 14 Padre tickets? I want to take some buddies. Oh, that may be a tall ass. Not, not the park at the park ones. I need no, the I need lower the good level ones. Give me the good. I don't care which dugout, but like <laughs> within 10 rows of one of the dugouts would be great. It's amazing. Now, the only person from the show that didn't make it was the beloved uh, assistant producer, Alex the Hammer Perlin. Well, good morning. Good. good morning. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you had to work. Yeah. And your girlfriend was in town. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to give you a pass. It's very far from It was an you. impossible ask. It really was impossible. I mean, and then you planned it in the middle of the day on the weekend. Not really, really in the middle of the day, at nine. 
It was at 9 a.m. Eh, still, I feel like it's going to go into the middle of the day. So I, I was looking around. Where is, uh, there's no, you didn't bring a present or anything today? No. <laughs> I didn't bring anything. If I didn't go to the party, I didn't need to bring the present. That's absolutely right? true. You are absolutely right. I mean, I already wasn't polite by not showing up. Right. So I'm just going to complete the act. Yeah. It, it, listen. The party started at 9. We got there at about 8, 8.15. We had to pick up the donuts and all that stuff. And then we got there, and it was cold. It was very cold. It was right by the beach. I mean, the wind is whipping in, and I'm like, all right. Looks like the rain's going to hold off. We made it about, what would you say, Paulie, about 45 minutes after 9. So about 9.45, the rain started coming, yeah. and it started coming sideways. Oh, God. And I just said, guys, we got to wrap this thing up. But he had such a great time. Salty, who was the SEAL's mascot, showed up. And he was, my son had the time of his life. I had all my literal tears in my eyes watching him play with uh, Salty. It was the best birthday he could have had. He had so much fun. My wife, Hannah, is amazing, planned this thing, and uh, she was just incredible. It was an incredible day. So many people showed up and uh, brought toys and, and just came to support in the you know, freezing crap. It was a crappy. Oh. What a day to just lie in bed and say, I don't want to go to a two year old's birthday party. But you did it. I really appreciate all of you that did. And uh it was it was a phenomenal day. So got that behind us. Now we're now we're moving on past the birthday week. And it was a it was a long one for the kid. Bo doesn't do birthday month. No, only only the miss only Mrs. Woods does birthday month in our house. But we did get a chance on Friday night. My parents were in town from Dallas. I posted this picture. You know how sometimes when you post something on Twitter, you're like, ah, oh, this is going to slay. I'm going to get so many likes and retweets. This is going to be such a good conversation Every single starter. tweet ever. Yeah, you think so. You're like, this is going to be great. And then, you know, you 17 likes or something. You're like, oh, wow, that didn't do anything. That's still pretty impressive for a guy like me. <laughs> if I got 17, <laughs> I'd be stoked. Well, we posted a picture on Friday night of us on our date night. It's got 521 likes right now. Oh, God. 521. <laughs> I had no idea. But it said, all it said was when you need a date night away from your kid, but you end up eating at Benihana on kids' night. We walk into, we had that craving in the afternoon. My parents were in town. They said, we'll take Bo tonight. You guys go to dinner. We don't get a chance to go out to dinner very much, so we took it. And I said, what do you want, babe? And she said, oh, I'd like to go to Jake's in Del Mar. I'm like, there's no way we'll get a reservation right now. Let's think, let's think somewhere else. And I said, ooh. What about Benihana? Mm. She goes, oh, yeah. Now, listen, Benihana is, I, in my like, I have to be in the mood. For, I love it. Like, it's really good. It's delicious. And you love it, Hammer. Paul, you like Benihana, right? Never been. Have you? Oh, you that's right. You still what? have never we been. Never, we were supposed to You're go. You're supposed to Megan go. got sick, and then we just, one weekend led to the next, and you just forgot. Gone, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really good. Um, but I'm to the point now, Hammer, where, well, when we walk in on kids' night. I was going to say, right? sell me on Benihana. Well, so it's, it's. I don't want to sound like a jerk. You're going to sound like a jerk, though, no matter what. There's no way around this. I, lo- I look, I love it. I love it. I did get called out, though, in my, like, who goes on a date night at Benihana? So it is a little bit, I guess you would consider, like, I don't, I don't want to say lower tier because it's not. It's freaking good. Don't do that. It's not lower tier. It's, I, mean, I like it. Yeah, they have the best fried rice of all time. You can't be lower tier with the best fried rice. Their fried rice is unbelievable. But why was I getting okay? Then why was I getting called out for saying you don't go on a date night to Benihana? It's the same reason why I get called out for going to Olive Garden. There's this false perception at these restaurants that I'm sorry we can't stand for this anymore, and we need to be 
the type of people that put a stop to it. Yeah, I think that's kind of ridiculous. If you're both down for Benny Hanna and you're craving Benny Hanna, what's wrong go to freaking Benny Hanna. Like if you and your wife, no, like, hey, you go to the McDonald's and you sit inside and you're posting a picture <laughs> date night. Yeah, that looks pretty stupid. That's fair. That's fair. But so, this is, I mean, it's a sit, and plus it's an experience, unlike any other regular restaurant. Like you're going for an experience, right? Well, listen, no, I go for the food. I hate the most effing. People. I hate. The Benny Hanna experience. I, I hate it. I it's hate the greatest. it. It's the worst part of the Are you whole place. Me? But the best part, we walk in and we're like, um, and he looks at us. He goes, uh, reservation? I go, no. It's I'm in my mind. I'm like, it's Benny Hanna. I don't need a reservation of Benny Hanna. Just sit down at a table. Yeah, sit down at a grill and we do the thing and be on our way. He goes, oh, well. Oh, we actually, we're not too busy. He goes, it is kids night, though. I went, you are kidding me. And I, we walked into the dining room. Every table, there's what? Two, four, five. There's what? Eight. Some like it's six to eight seats at every grill. Every seat was filled with children. Children. And I don't know. It was like, hey, kids eat free. Kids eat half off. I don't know what it was. But on our quiet date night away from our kid, we go to children's night at Benihana. Now, the food was fantastic because it's always fantastic. But Hammer, I'm over it. I'm over the ding, 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 like banging. I want, I want peace and quiet when I go on a date night with my wife. I guess I should know better to go to, than to go to Benihana. And I get it. If you go to Benihana, it's like what twice a week. Yeah, I could get a little, you know, tired act. It's true. I don't feel like you go to Benihana that much for you to be tired of it. What's your favorite bit at the table? I like it when they give them the heartbeat. When they make the fried rice and they do the heartbeat. Yeah, I just okay. Love that. I like that one because it's quiet. They bring the food to life. That's my whole thing. They bring get the onions. Obviously, the famous volcano act. All right, you can't beat that. So here's the problem. We did the my guy did the volcano, and it was the most half-assed volcano you've ever seen. He built a volcano with like four rings. Four. It would look like an, an anthill. He's you as the chef. He's tired <laughs> of the act as well. He's just like, I'm sick and tired of the stupid volcano. It's an onion. It's only going to be an onion. But you guys want this or you'll it get it. It was a half ass. He's like, all right. It was literally like the last trick. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just do the onion thing. Well, well, he's probably looking at you the whole time, who's not even making eye contact. I just want my food. Yeah, you didn't give him the attention that he deserves, so he's not going to give you them. Bro, it was so funny, though. I mean, to think about, like, trying to get away from noisy kid stuff and then walking into kids' night. The 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 party opposite of was a table of, say it was an 11-year-old girl celebrating her birthday, so the whole time they're laughing, and like I'm like... Just get me out of here. Just give me the check. Give me my food. Hammer, I'm also the guy. Do you do this at Benihana? They make their fried rice first. They put it in the bowl. Then they put the bowl in front of you. Then they make the, like, then they do, like, your steak and your shrimp. And then they're working on the chicken later. It's got to cook a little longer. Then your veggies. Do you eat it all? I eat it as it comes. As it comes. I do, too. My hey, wife to. sits and waits. Why? So she waits. She has a little bite of her fried rice, then has one shrimp, and waits for the whole package together. I eat the rice in its entirety, then I eat the shrimp, then I eat the steak, then I eat the chicken at the end. I think the chef prefers that as well because they want you to eat their food as fresh as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't think they care about the entire display of the meal. Yeah, that's how I do it. That's how I do it at uh, at Benihana. So kids' night, Benihana. It was a Friday. Just you know, kind of buyer beware if you go in. Uh, Maybe a little. Maybe a little loud, but uh, once again, thank you guys for coming, uh, except you, Hammer, uh, to to the uh, the birthday party. Um, <laughs> yeah, I deserve that. He was he was on one man and had such a great time. Oh, just made my heart made my heart warm. So it was good. It was a really good weekend. 
Uh, folks who are in town, you know, that's always fun, getting to see them, squire them around. Uh, we did a lot of driving this weekend, a lot of driving. So, Do you not rent a car when they come into town? No, no, I do the chauffeuring and stuff. What a son. Yeah, good guy, good son. That's all right. Uh, it's it's fine. Uh, coming up next, though, Ben will be in shortly. I wanted to talk about uh, the Oscars were last night. Um, bit of a snooze fest, I felt, in, in a lot of spots. Um, really prefer the Golden Globes. Did you watch any Oscars, Hammer? No, I didn't. Not a bit. All Sorry right. About it. Well, we'll have some audio, things like that. Um, you know, we'll talk about one of the biggest stories of the day, and then we'll get into probably the next three and a half hours of just straight XFL talk here on Ben and Woods. Yeah. You know? I love the XFL. I knew you that you would. I knew that you would. We will be right back. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Turn that mic up, M. One moment. Did you capture it? There it is. Just let it slip. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks... Venom Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, a little surprise. Surprise uh, performance by Eminem last night at the Oscars. I liked it. It was cool. I, I was didn't know. I didn't know it was coming, all. so it was great. That beard looks friggin' weird as hell on him. Looks I, don't know. I mean, it weird. looks. He ma- it makes him look his age, I guess. What's wrong with his beard? It's, it's just, just weird. We've all known Eminem as like a blonde guy, right? Like he's like blonde, and then he's got this black. It almost looks drawn on. <laughs> But at least it's a look that's not completely out of this world, like no. Slim Shady's bleach blonde hair. <laughs> no. At least he's trying to like bring it down to society's look. He I looks, mean, yeah, it just yeah. looks odd. But then again, I think about a clean-shaven Eminem, and I don't know if I'd be down for that. He got 47 years old right, or something. Say, like, night, it's not 2001. Not, I know. Like, it's weird. He's just an odd-looking guy. But he sounded great. That he was sounded so cool. great. It was really cool to see. Because they were doing, like, was it music oh, through yeah. the movies oh, or it was something? Amazing. And that, that montage. Saw, like, the 80s music, you know, all the 80s movies, and then, like, Purple Rain. Oh, man. And then they played 8 Mile, and it was like, all right, they're playing this clip a lot This longer. is getting a little long play And then here. when they show a stage coming up, I'm like, no way. Yeah, it was uh that was pretty cool. I, I like to see Eminem last night. So I pulled up. Now Hammer, you didn't watch any of it, right? No, not at all. Why? I don't have cable. I had stuff going on. <laughs> Even if I had cable, but I don't know. One of those things. Fair enough. Paulie, how much did you watch? Uh by choice. We watched the whole thing. Oh, you did? Uh yeah. Megan's all you know how I feel about award shows. It doesn't matter if it's the Grammys, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, which I still don't know the difference between Golden Globes and the Oscars. Uh I just know they're two different awards, but I'm like, didn't we just do this like two weeks ago? Yeah, and I love the Golden Globes. They're much more loose. They're like everyone's at these tables and they're right. drinking. The Oscars is very stodgy. Very, very just put together. Um very a lot more formal. There's the musical performances, which yeah, kind of wear me out, you know, a little bit. I uh, there were a couple I liked. I loved Billie Eilish. She was incredible last night. She did when they did the in memoriam, which is always a pretty cool thing. Um, she did a Beatles song yesterday, and she's just she's incredible. She's 17 years old. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far. Brilliant. I mean, just be, as beautiful as can be. What a talented, talented human being she is. 
Yeah, I didn't know she could sing. You're not a Billie Eilish person. No. You asked me a couple weeks ago, I don't get it. And I played you a song. You're like, oh, okay. But the single that they play is like, as usual, a single sometimes sometimes it's the worst. For four minutes like this. Yeah. Sometimes it's the worst but song they do. But this was great. This was oh, great. She's just Me and Megan both were like, wow, I didn't know she's got pipes like that. Stunning. Stunningly talented. No idea who Billie Eilish is. Really? No idea. Shocking. First time I ever heard about her. Shocking. Very shocking. You've heard so she was great. The in memoriam is always sad. See all the people that we lost, you know, in that that industry. Of course, they left off Luke Perry, which really bummed me out because Luke Perry, famous actor, uh, but they forgot him. There's always a couple of omissions. There's only a certain amount of time. But the Oscars roll around, and they're giving out the awards. It was nice to see Brad Pitt win Best Supporting Actor for once a time in, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. He was great. You've never heard this, Simon? You've heard this. This sounds like every song ever. I- yeah, my point exactly. Yeah. Never heard this? I think I heard this doing promotions at 949 back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you did. Definitely may have heard this one. So, I don't know. I mean, what it, the big winner of the night was Parasite. Oh, my God. Pong Joon-ho. This guy was incredible. He was hysterical. Um, yeah. I'm ready, ready to drink tonight. So. <laughs> Amen, brother. So good. He said, so when he wins the, um, he won the Oscar for Best Director, and he said, I would like to get a Texas chainsaw and slice this up into five pieces and give everyone a, a Texas chainsaw? I was like, like, where's he going with this? What? How about just a regular chainsaw? The like chainsaw the te- Texas, Texas. Chains- Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It was hysterical. I'm ready, ready to drink tonight. So. Yeah, I'm going to drink. He's like, I'm going to drink for the next few days. Um, he was phenomenal. Stole the show last night. So what I did, it ended at, it was supposed to end at 8, ended at about 8.20. Hannah went right to sleep. I rented Parasite, and I made it five minutes before I <laughs> fell asleep. Now, it's a movie in Korean. Subtitles, So right? you have to watch yeah. the subtitles. It's, it's not, I don't speak Korean at all, so it's going to be a learning experience for me to get through this movie. But by all accounts, it's brilliant. So it's, I, it's a brilliant movie. I haven't seen, I don't think, any movie that was nominated. Not one of them? I Joker, just, Once Upon a Time? Dude, I, we're bad at going to movies. We're really bad at going to movies. And I need to be better. Megan, does, she's not a big movie person. So I, but it's, loves it's the on Oscars. me to yeah. watch them on my own. So you saw the Irishman. Was I nominated. did see the Irishman. Okay, that was the only one I think I saw. So I need to still see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's so I still good. haven't seen Joker. So good. I've heard everybody obviously loved Parasite, but I've heard it's pretty intense. And I don't know how I could do subtitles for two hours. Yeah, I was having a, a small problem with that uh, yesterday. I still want to see 1917. I want to see that, that as well. Ben Higgins, by the way, has seen 1917 as he just walks Cheers, in. Cheers, mate. <laughs> To the studio. I'd seen actually a few of the nominees. Yep. Um, hadn't seen Parasite, though, and I kind of thought, oh, because we, we went this weekend to see one of the nominated movies. My son wanted to see Jojo Rabbit. What is that about? Jojo Rabbit is a story of wartime Germany about right. a 10 year old who is like a, a little Nazi. Like he's growing up and, you know, being in, not in. It's not nice to say that about a kid. Into the Nazi no. party. No, like literally, he is, he is growing up as a Nazi. Um, and he has an imaginary friend who is Hitler. It's as weird as that pretty much description sounds. <laughs> sounds pretty weird. Um, but it is actually a, a really good movie, and we enjoyed it. And it was um, it 
struck a lot of comedic notes. At the same time, it was sad and serious, too, at the same time. And it, it was good. But then I thought, we could have gone to see Parasite. And I didn't think it was going to win all the big prizes. That was a big surprise last night. The movie that I have not seen that I don't know that I want to is the one with Adam Driver. And it looks awful. The Marriage Story or whatever it's about. You guys seen that? It's on Netflix, I believe. And it looks so friggin' intense. Yeah, it's got the main guy from Star Wars. Yeah, right? Adam yeah. Driver. Okay. Yeah. That's a story about a divorce. Yeah, it's no a, good. Like a nasty, bitter, hard divorce with kids. And uh, Laura Dern won the Oscar last night. She's she the divorce fan- lawyer. She is fantastic. He was nominated. Uh, she was nominated. Scarlett Johansson, who was yeah. the, the wife. But it sounds very painful. I like how you say Johansson, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Joh- Johansson. I, I like. I just. Yeah. I like how you do it. Scarlett Johansson. Chaim Bloom. Chaim Bloom. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Eriksson Profar. Uh, no, I, I, but all in all, man, I the the no host thing bugs me to no end. It bugs me to no end. I it's did just, like. Was it like right off the bat? They had Steve Martin and Chris Rock, and they're I like, missed that. This is I us. This is us not hosting. Yeah, tonight. here we are not hosting. Yeah, get a host for the love of God. Like, don't worry about offending people. Get a friggin' host and have a host. It's better with a host. I thought you'd enjoy the the, the line. Why isn't anyone hosting? Well, everyone has a, a bad tweet that they regret in the past. So <laughs> See, I, missed, I know I do. So I, I can't host. I missed that. <laughs> So, yeah, it's Ben and Woods. We're going host-free today. We're just going to play highlights for four hours. Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And now, to present our Aztecs talk. <laughs> we just replay the game. Like, get a host. There's somebody out there. I don't care if it's old-ass Billy Crystal. I don't care who it is. Get a host. I need a driver. I need somebody to take me through this thing and keep it moving. The spe- me. Some of the speeches, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, they should... They should really have like five awards that offer speeches. You know, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor and actress, best picture. I don't know. It's probably it. They Do were we all need to bad. Hear from the makeup lady in, until the the, uh, lady. the parasite director won for director and just started like saying how like Martin Scorsese, what an oh, inspiration he was, amazing. And, like was quoting him and then Quentin Tarantino, and that was when the whole room like just lit up when when that guy went up and picked up his award and I. It was so funny. I, I saw a tweet. Uh, so, uh, bong, 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 what was it? Bong? It's Pong. They pronounce it Pong. Pong yeah. Jun Ho. Correct. So, Say yeah, that, he, by he, the way. he comes up and, and wins his first award, and he's just like flustered and can't believe he's up there. But then he keeps having to go up <laughs> like to times. win awards. I mean, oh, he won, then he wins uh, screenplay, then he wins uh, best picture. Yeah. I'm ready, ready to drink tonight. <laughs> so, so good. So oh, between poor man just wants someone to hand him a cocktail, and they keep handing him an Oscar. Yeah, he's four. I walking out of there with his arms full. I loved what he said about Scorsese. He said when he was a young filmmaker, and he was learning about the art of making films, he took some Marty Scorsese. We can take something from this. He says the most personal is the most creative, and I love that. And I, the, the I, way I he did it because I thought it was some sort of you know maybe Korean proverb that he had learned, and he said and the, the person that quotes from. Martin Scorsese, who was nominated against in the category, who's sitting right there, and you, you could see Martin Scorsese was almost tearing he up. He did, man. He no. was very, very um, kind of in, in deferential to him, and it was it was cool to see that. I mean, they the crowd went nuts every time they announced Paris. They went nuts because they wanted to see all these Korean people on stage, and they were 
They were so dynamic. They were so funny. They were so self-deprecating. It was really cool. I thought the uh, tweet of the night was, imagine working. So so James Corden and uh, Rebel Wilson, mm-hmm. they came out dressed as, as cats. cats. It was hysterical. That was one of the funnier parts. And uh, they gave out an award. I don't remember what the award was, but somebody tweeted the picture of them, and he goes, Imagine working your entire life to win an Oscar, and this is who presents yeah, it to Yeah, those you. two, and dressed in full cats costumes. Uh, um, but it was – the Oscars are just, they're just a little too stodgy for me. A little too stodgy. I could have done without some of the music. Randy Newman, by the way. You're a Randy Newman guy, aren't you? I, I don't dislike Randy Newman. All right, I'll say I dislike Randy I Newman. I remember going to Lakers games when I was little, and they'd play I Love L.A., and the whole arena would just I love erupt. It. And, I mean, it was joy. It was pure joy. I've never liked... And how liked, can you not like the Toy Story songs? I just... I don't I don't like the voice. You know me. Big voice guy. He's big a composer, too. I, I like that he's he's not just a, a guy who sits and sings at a piano. He, he composes music, I'll scores. Say I'll say It's one of my more controversial takes. I'm not a Randy Newman fan. Hammer, you have no idea who Randy Newman is. I know the Toy Story song. Okay, and that's you him. You got a friend in me. Yeah, that's Randy if you don't Newman. like Randy I don't Newman for like, that. I don't on. like his voice. <laughs> you got a friend in so me. So I was, um, I was I mean, sitting at the, I was watching the Oscars at my desk at Channel 10 last night, and I'll say one of the younger female reporters I work with, and I won't, I won't name names, because hey, it's young like Hammer, yeah. probably same age as Hammer, starts hearing the song, Randy Newman singing, and looks over, oh my God, I thought he was black. Whoa! <laughs> the voice. I Got mean, that just, soul. Just has that voice. She she just assumed her whole life that Randy Newman has heard the voice. Yeah, he's got a little Ray Charles. Yeah, like yeah, Ray yeah, Charles. Yeah, some see that. soulful kind of you know, maybe deep South sort of sound going. But I you know, I, well, I guess I've known Randy Newman my whole life. I've never. He never surprised me. Never liked it, man. Never liked it. Never liked. I love L.A. Never liked. Never liked the sound of his voice in my ears. I like, I like Randy Newman. I figured you did. Welcome back, by the way. That was Friday. It was awful. I, I, was I listened to a lot of the show. I enjoyed it, it. Oh, it was awful. Boone and Woods was great. Last Boone hour. and Woods was fun. Yeah, but it was uh, it was awful. I got terrible reviews. I'm glad you're back. But we got a lot to get to today. We got a ton to say, get to. It's a, it's a busy show. Uh, we're reacting. Padres pulled off a trade over the weekend. Yesterday, the Mookie Betts trade. Uh, was finally consummated, it looks like. A reworked deal, not the same deal as before. Freaking Red Sox, so after we Squeaky wheel gets the grease, I guess. After we spent a couple of days breaking down the uh, first Mookie Betts deal, we have to uh, revisit the entire thing based on what the Dodgers actually gave up to get Mookie Betts. Uh, A.J. Hinch sits down for his first interview uh, with MLB Network after getting suspended and fired. Uh, as you mentioned, we got a lot of XFL talk, of course. No, we do not have a lot of Don't XFL Don't actually have so. that much XFL talk to get to. Uh, Aztecs stay unbeaten. Many stories ahead today on Ben and Woods. It's hour number one of the week. Glad to have you with us. Tier 1's up early on a rainy Monday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hong yeah. Jun Ho. There's a red Moon rising on the I totally forgot about this Randy Newman song. I did, I did too. It's into the next I, level I for me. this one, too. How can you hate this? This takes me back to one of my favorite movies of all time. Also one of my favorites, but oh, my God. You just fast forward. Yeah. Ben Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Padres pull off another trade over the weekend, and it follows the same pattern that A.J. Preller has been following this entire offseason. We'll 
Get to that right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Say good morning to Kelly Danik. Our guests on Meadow Woods appear on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. San Diego County Credit Union has low mortgage loan rates. Apply today. Equal housing opportunity. For details, call 877-SDCCU4U or visit sdccu.com. And Woods, you nailed it last week when you said A.J. Preller is developing a, a bit of a pattern here when it comes to the trades. Yeah. If we hear about it, if there are rumors flying, Mookie Betts, Noah Syndergaard, half a dozen others that the Padres have been linked to, Francisco Lindor, just name name a Padres trade rumor. Syndergaard, yeah. Then it doesn't happen. But then then pick someone who you haven't even thought about. Never entered your conscious. Zach Davies. Yeah. Um, Now... Emilio Pagan. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. All, all of them completely off the radar. No one's thinking about it. No one's talking about them even being... Drew Pomeranz. So, yeah, <laughs> who's even being discussed as a possibility for the Padres. And boom, it happens. It happens. But you talk about it, it never happens. So we probably should have known from the beginning that once the Padres were heavily linked in the Mookie Betts trade talks, it wasn't going to happen. Correct, and, and and it didn't, of course. But this Emilio Pagan trade comes out of, you know, I mean, pardon the baseball pun, left field. Yes, came out of the bullpen. Actually. Came out of the bullpen, yeah, which yeah. is probably center behind field. left field, center yes. field, yeah, somewhere came out of out center there. field. And now it's it's a position that the Padres were already very strong at going into the season. Now even stronger in the bullpen with Emilio Pagan. I thought, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Seemed like the price tag was very low for a productive player. Bro, I had to check my phone twice. I had to check it, and I went, well, that, that can't be. Obviously, watching a lot of Yankee games, I've seen uh, a lot of Emilio Pagan. He's filthy. Like, he's ridiculously filthy. He's got ridiculous stuff. So I thought to myself, the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, I can't believe that this happened. I mean, Manny Margot, Manuel Margot, um, by all accounts, great guy. We've seen Manuel Margot enough to kind of know – I, I I think what he is. He's younger than Pagan. He's still he's still very young. But I just feel like I don't know that the Padres are in a position to keep running guys out there that are are good at defense and not so good at the dish. I mean, we need hitters at this point. But man, already Dennis Lynn tweeted over the weekend um, one possible Padres bullpen. You ready for this? Think about this: Yates. Pomerantz, Pagan, Munoz, Strom, Stammen, Castillo, Pierce Johnson. Other options include Bednar, Baez, Wingener, Perdomo, Reyes, Javi Guerra. Fangraphs has the New York Yankees and the San Diego Padres tied at the top in projected reliever war. So last year, think about the Yankees. They're an interesting case. Their whole team got decimated by injuries, except for what? The bullpen. Their crazy-ass good bullpen. Now, they won 107 games. Uh, 106 games or something last year. Um, that is a, an interesting model that AJ Preller is is trying to to model himself after. I like it. I've seen it work. That being said, I don't know who's going to play center field for the San Diego Padres. But did we all sit in here and think, well, Manny Margot's a lock for center field for the Pods? None of us did. I mean, none of us. We we heard he would compete. Tommy Pham is a lock in left field. Other than that, it's wide open out there. I think conventional baseball wisdom. I I understand this trade from the Tampa Bay perspective from conventional baseball win- wisdom. You're getting an everyday player yes. with many tools who is still young and can steal bases and plays really good defense 
out in center field. And what are we giving up? A bullpen arm? Those are you know, those are kind of a dime a dozen. They they change every year. Yep. You you trade high on bullpen arms and you acquire guys with potential like Manuel Margot. This makes a lot of sense from a, a Tampa Bay, an analytically thinking organization that's done very well. I understand what they're doing, and if Manuel Margot blossoms in Tampa Bay, maybe we'll all think, oh boy, Padres got fleeced on this deal. But as people who have watched the Padres the last few years, I'll agree with you, Woods, in that it's very hard to envision Manuel Margot becoming an everyday piece of a playoff or championship contending team with the Padres. He was at best a fourth outfielder. At best. A pinch runner, defensive replacement late, you know, a pinch hitter with a little bit of speed. He didn't seem like he had ever gotten to the level or was going to get to the level of everyday contributor from both sides of the you know, both sides of the plate, left against lefties and righties. Just wasn't happening for Manuel Margot. And instead, you've got it now, a bullpen that is you've made something on your team into an elite level. Elite. A championship. Padres have a championship-level bullpen. Benny, that's that's not hyperbole at all. That is a fact. Their bullpen is is ready. Like, their bullpen could take that team through a playoff run. Honestly, their bullpen is that good, at least on paper. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to get hurt, whatever. Uh, but right now on paper, they've got a dirty, dirty elite bullpen. And I think you do that move for Manny Margot and a prospect every day of the week. Here's the other thing I think a lot of people are failing to realize, too. When that trade deadline hits, and and God forbid the Padres are out of it, right? God forbid that they're mired in a terrible slump. What are other teams going to come calling for? Bullpen. Bullpen art. This this guy could close. Yates is a closer. Pomerantz could close. Munoz could be the closer of the future. Pagan close. Pagan close. For the Rays, yeah. He's... He's a guy that could easily be flipped at the deadline for something dirty, something really, really good, if that's the move you want to make. And he's controllable. I mean, it's a it's a no-brainer move for me. And I saw people worried about the defense in center field. Sure, I'm worried about it as well. I don't necessarily want to see Will Myers out there in center field. I really don't. Um, but do any of us sit in here this Monday morning and think that A.J. Preller is done? I don't. I don't think he's done at all. There's also the possibility, Ben and Woods discussing the Padres raise trade over the weekend. There's the possibility, I saw some people suggest this could be the front end of something else. Uh, first text thread that we had with our show and our boss jumped in. Yep. And I didn't think it was the craziest notion that Kirby Yates all of a sudden is not as untouchable as he was a few weeks ago in Agreed. the Padres bullpen. As much as we love Kirby, he was a, you know, first team all MLB or whatever they they started doing last year should have won the reliever. Of the yeah, year. he was yeah. he had a sensational year, and I have no reason to think he won't be very good again this year. But I doubt he's going to be better. And, you know, you might think about selling high on Kirby Yates out of position of strength and using that to do the one thing that you've been able to, able to do this offseason, and that is well. unload Will Myers. Yep. And you've got a team desperate for a closer somewhere out there. I don't know who it is right now, but. You know, a week into the season, you could have an injury and you could have a playoff, you know, a championship contender desperate for a closer. And you've got maybe the best one in the business. And the price tag is deceptively low. All you have to do is take on a really athletic, you know, ball player who just has a bunch of money. Yeah, who's just looking for you a know, home. And, He's just looking for a And position. probably you send a, a nice, you know, decent prospect back to the Padres and they'll be very happy and we'll, st- you know, Padres will still have. You know, one of the better bullpens in baseball, minus Kirby Yates, and they well, could. Who comes up behind him? 
Munoz throwing 103. Yep. yep. Like, I mean, and, and all, the, good shape. all the guys that they've got to, to stock that bullpen. Remember, Kirby Yates, and this is going to sound harsh. Kirby Yates was was nothing. It yeah. was a nothing three years ago. He was a brilliant find is what he, he was. He was a nothing. Yeah. And the Padres have had a history of, in the bullpen, in the closers role, post-Trevor Hoffman, of next man up. You know, this next man up rolls into that spot, and in two years, maybe it's, as Paul said, maybe it's Munoz, maybe it's Pagan is now the an elite closer who's saving 40 games a season, and Kirby Yates will be a distant memory. There is that sell high potential with only one year. He's only got one year left on his contract. Yep. You're going to have to. Do you want to shell out giant bucks for Kirby Yates at the end of this coming season? I think there's better places you can spend your money if you're, you know, putting together a roster for the Padres. So why not think about trading him now and getting something that you really need or getting rid of something that you really kind of need to get rid of? I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think. <clears throat> I think that's got to be that's got to be on the table. As much as Kirby, Kirby's great, man, he's he's a great guy. Kirby he's been, giant loser. Oh, Ben, holy cow! Already he's turned on him so fast. Uh, Kirby's been awesome to this show. We had a great interview with him. He's a great dude. But if you can take that and flip it for a, an area of need, let him go play on a team that feels like they're maybe a closer away. Man, that's good for every, that's good for all parties. It's good for all parties. You got a bunch of closers and waiting on this team. It's going to be very weird watching the Tampa Bay Rays this year with both Hunter Renfro <laughs> and Manuel Margot in their outfield. And remember, this is a playoff team. I know. This is a team that took the Astros to five games well, in the uh, division of the playoffs. Remember when we said last year, we were talking about the Astros. This is before we knew that they were giant dirtbags and tried to ruin the game of baseball. But remember when we said, hey, if the Astros are interested in one of your players, you may want to take a second look at that player because they see something in him. I feel a little bit of the same about the Rays, so I'm a little bit like... Yeah, any well, doubt Margot's going to be a 6-war player. Well, Renfro's hitting 50 bombs so this year, right? So the architect of that now is the GM for the Red Sox, Chaim Bloom. So he's out. So that's the only reason why I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm good. But it is going to be weird. As much AL East baseball as I watch, Manny Margot and Hunter Renfro out there patrolling the outfield for Tampa Bay. Uh, I thought this was a really, really under-the-radar, brilliant move by A.J. Preller. Um, you guys are going to – I mean, I've seen him a ton. He's dirty. He is as dirty as it gets, Pagan. So we got a good one. We'll have uh, more Padres talk coming up this morning, including what now will the Padres do in center field. Many options. Real, I have no idea who's going to be the guy out there in center field on opening day. Could be and, Hammer. Uh, we will find out starting this Wednesday. Spring training begins. Pitchers and catchers oh. report. Two days Bro, from right now. I'm going to uh, – I'm so happy, baseball. I'm going to break down spring training games every day. I'm that excited. I'm going to listen every friggin' day. I cannot wait. We'll have them all Two right here. Two weeks from today, Let's go! we will be sitting doing this show at the Peoria Sports Complex. Uh! And we are almost here. The long winter is almost over. Uh, our long weekend is over, and it is Monday morning. It is 5.51. That means it's time to get inside the mind of our assistant producer, the only person from the show... Well, I didn't see out at Bo's birthday party yesterday. Yeah, exactly. We're, of course, talking about the hammer. Alex Perl. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Stop. Hammer time. Now, hammer, if it makes you feel any better, 
I know you didn't show up to the birthday party yesterday. I went to UTC on Saturday, and I once again didn't look you up, and I feel bad about that. Jeez, man, wow. the forgotten man. I know. I thought you're about also, it. I even said it. we should go look at Hammer, but we were late for our movie, and we just had to rush to the theater. And you're also not coming to spring training with us. Like, what's going on? Is this on? the beginning just of the end? Quite make, and I thought, <laughs> oh, I wanted to go see. I actually said to my my son, we we're going to the movie, and I said, oh, we should go see Hammer. He's gonna probably working right now. It's Nordstrom. It's you know middle of the day. Yep. And yep. I said, but oh, the movie was it's like eight, eight minutes away. We got to get in our tickets still and yeah. get our seats. It's like, yeah, it is what it is. Sorry, bro. sorry, Hammer. I don't think you guys are that sorry. Woods plans birthday parties when I'm working, and then gets mad when I don't show. Yeah, but I, like sense. I plan any of that. Anyway, Mrs. Woods. So growing up, I've essentially played probably every sport under the sun. Mm-hmm. I've did tennis, soccer, football, baseball, but one sport. I couldn't do it, man. It was the worst, but growing up in the pro and household, you do not quit. You don't quit anything that you do, especially if you start something in the beginning of the season, whatever. Yeah, that's a good bit for parents. Yeah, it's great. But And then you got my dad, this big six foot four, 400-pound guy, one of the most intimidating figures in my entire life, and I could not play soccer. I hated soccer. You wouldn't know that if you watched Hammer play in that old media versus new media game. I couldn't do it, but then... I had to tell my dad why I wanted to quit soccer. Built up this big argument, and I go up to him to tell him why I wanted to quit. In totality, the only reason I could think of why I wanted to quit, and the only reason I could wrap around, I hated shin guards. Shin guards in soccer, and that was what my whole argument was around. And my dad understood completely, and I was able to quit soccer after the end of the season. So I'm asking you guys, what's one thing about a sport that was so bad you had to quit? I did uh, karate when I was a kid. After seeing the Karate Kid, and I went to like one class, and I hated it because I didn't get to do any karate. I did a lot of stretching, and I wanted to do karate. It's much like uh, my son goes to Little Rookies in this this thing where they it's supposed to be baseball, but they make him do all this other stuff, and all he wants to do is hit off the tee for like he just wants to hit and hit and hit and hit, and he's two years old. So in my mind, I'm like, you should just let him hit. They don't need to carry a ball on a plate and walk through cones. Like, it, what's that going to do? Let the kid hit if he wants to hit. Let him throw if he wants to throw. Uh, but for me, it was karate because I didn't want to stretch. Just stretching? Stretching. I hated it. I went to one or two classes and I was like, hey, am I going to get to break some boards or like kick the S out of somebody or what are we doing here? Why am I stretching for an hour? It was really boring and I hated it. It makes sense too because when you do think about a karate doing the kick, yeah. it's always like way above their head. Of course. You got to get you got to get point. there. But I was like 11, you know, 10. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to break stuff. Eh, sorry about it. Now, speaking from the um, the older dad perspective, Hammer, your dad, it, you know, was okay with it. You said, yeah, because I think he saw that the fact that I've just put together this argument for an hour on why I hate shin guards. He's like, well, if I think it's more than shin guards, this kid doesn't want to play anymore. And I mean, he's crying right now talking about soccer. Yeah, so I'll let him quit. Well, it's here. Here's the thing. Dad was probably tired of going and watching soccer and taking you to soccer Good as idea. well, and secretly while he wanted to act. A little disappointed that you were giving up. Inside, he was going, yes, yes, I don't have to go to soccer games on Saturday morning anymore. I don't have to bring the orange slices or the juice boxes anymore. Let's be done with this godforsaken sport. 100%. But he didn't say that yeah. out loud to you because that sends the wrong message about not following through and stuff. But as a parent, once or twice, you know, my, my sons decided they didn't want to do something anymore. 
It's like oh, you signed up, you know, you really you should finish. You really should follow through. It's oh, but dad, I'll I'll do this. I'll clean my room. I'll do that. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> but don't let this I happen guess again. So. I guess you're allowed to quit that and seek your life going. Oh my God! Don't have to drive to practice anymore. Don't have to do the games on the weekend. My weekend's back. Yeah. Yes, they're done with that one. Oh, my okay. sport was also soccer, though. I I couldn't stand the offsides rule. Just didn't compute to my like seven year old brain. Like, why can't I stand right next to the goal? Yeah, you want a cherry pick. That's going to be the easiest way to score. You know, they. It's funny. They should it's have a dumb rule. They should have that in basketball because you could cherry pick in basketball all day. Yeah, like you could. One guy can stand down there and be like, you just play four on yo, five on defense. Yo, <laughs> cherry pick under the basket. You can't do that in four soccer. Four really good defenders. I was four. You know, four on five, and you're just standing there. That waiting. just that just popped into my mind that it's okay in basketball, not okay. It's okay in basketball, not okay in soccer. And they're already not playing defense in the NBA now. Right. So who cares if Cherry you pick one guy? It's a guaranteed two points. 100%. I don't know. Or Cherry something. Pick. Cherry picking's highly underrated. Stop. Hammer time. We didn't get time for Paul's sport that he didn't like as a kid for whatever random reason. But... Surprisingly, it was football. That, that that's makes not sense. not that surprising. That's not that surprising. I always get people like, really? Because you're, you're huge. You're 6'4". I don't know. And my son didn't like football it. because he broke his ankle. And yeah, that's, that will not, do that's not a bad reason, actually. a terrible league. We had 13 guys reason. on the team, and I'd play both ways. I'm, oh, like, I'm done. It's awful. Rindle Report is coming up next to get our first taste of this uh, A.J. Hinch <laughs> interview that dropped over the weekend. I may have a different take than you would. We'll see. Chalker. Coming up next on 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.